0: hello Everybody, uh, welcome to the latest episode of Square Triangle. I am joined with my co hosts as usual. Got X and Sharky hat. I am, and uh, I don't know what that's about, but sure. Uh, Wrestle <laughs> Kingdom, I oh, Also, yes. also
1: oh, one more thing we have Babyface Sharky finally. I'm back, yeah. He is-
2: it's growing he, back he's
1: got the scuff going back going, going, but i
2: feel so good
1: the, the full santa <laughs> beard the full red beard is gone though for the moment we, yeah.
0: we had we it was really funny we recorded uh the last time we recorded mm-hmm. um it, the very next day he shaved and had and we yeah. recorded again for without context <laughs> oh so yeah, it's I like you,
2: i go from beard to just nothing and now it's like what two weeks three weeks later it's like yeah it's yeah. Starting to
1: it grew back, back quick he, he's back to 2014 uh sharky so anyway
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway uh so we are going to be talking about world's end uh we were uh i can't speak for any of the rest of you uh but i would think this was always going to be the around the time where we're going to do it
2: mm-hmm.
0: um just you yeah. know because
2: you know it happened could get... this weekend yeah so we're it happened... this on a wednesday and you know what that means. Yeah, it's like we're recording this on a Wednesday like we normally do, and there's a really good dynamite schedules for tonight, but it's been a few days yeah. since the actual event itself, so we've had time to decompress, talk about think yeah. about it, kind of
0: gather our thoughts. Um, and I think I think the only I think all three of us agree the only thing really of note that happened zero hour was the battle royal for the number one
2: contenders TNT title match. Yeah, that has a storyline implications uh, for the uh, Christian Cage Adam Copeland feud. Uh, later in the night, there were some funny Kill moments Switch in it. it. Yeah, Killswitch won, so he got a, a TNT title shot. Which I think they changed the rules of it this year because I don't think you could just cash in like Money in the Bank. I think it was actually something you had to like do a contract signing for, like on an episode. So I think they might think have just I, changed it to a cash-in option now.
0: It could have also just been specifically for this this uh, narrative. Oh yeah, as this a is their for this narrative.
2: This is their get out of jail free card. So yeah,
0: I mean they didn't have to do that though. They didn't. <laughs> we'll talk it's about a, it when we get. It's there. interesting.
2: It's interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, series of decisions. Um, if I remember correctly, Zero Hour also had a uh, Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander, which. Mm-hmm. When I was watching it, it was an okay match, but I mean, I there was a lot of botches in this match. And I just kind of feel bad for the two of them because it's like two baby faces going into this at the same time. But there's also like this Stokely Hathaway, uh, trying to like recruit Statlander storyline going on. Yeah, and that and the yeah. match was good at the start, but it just kind of fell apart. I guess uh, I don't know what happened, but it's just <laughs> they got kind of sloppy with spots. Uh, towards the end of it. I think somebody might have bumped their head. Not enough to be cussed, but to throw off the flow of things. Like even Willow was having trouble like lifting Chris and all that, so it was like, man, something happened in this match to make this a little messy. There's also vignettes for the Professor Serenity. They're oh,
0: hyping her a up
2: her. They are hyping her up too. Like Ooh, I'm, I'm happy about it. it. I'm this is it's getting back to like here's everybody that came to AW first. We're bringing back the Feeling of original AW. Here's our stars again. It's been a very slow transition back to it, but it's been a very noticeable transition, like back to mm-hmm. the old.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like they need to get back to square one as far as that women's division goes. You know, just start featuring the uh, the people that are, oh, start featuring the women that have been there beforehand. Okay, have more uh, than
0: one match a night.
1: Yeah, yeah, and have more than one match a night also. Yeah, so I, I think 2024 should be, you know. The rebuilding
0: of the AEW's women's division—you have a good foundation, talent, right there for yeah. The ta- there's plenty of talent. Like we yeah. spoke, we talked about Julia Hart last week. Uh, last time we were talking, uh, we talked. Both champions are great right now. You yeah. Know, um, we've got veterans. We've got up and coming. We've got a nice mix of like new and old and established people.
2: We're going to see um, how uh, how this ages, but uh, Mariah May is making her in-ring debut tonight. Against uh, Queen Amanita. so we're finally going to see her wrestle after her arrival. Yeah, Yeah, it's one uh, of Ring of Honor's. It's uh, Queen Amanita.
0: Okay, I, I, mean, I, a, I know she's a
2: good she's a good worker. Like she can she, she really definitely is. help somebody look strong too.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. I more meant that uh, I was watching the scrum of this, and they were still having that under wraps. So I guess a difference two day. What a difference three days makes. I guess.
2: Yeah, uh, it was announced, I think, yesterday on Twitter. Okay. Uh,
0: I-, I think, yeah, I think I
2: Mariah
1: Mays has going to surprise some people tonight because she really is a good, good in-ring worker. I watched some of her stardom stuff, and she's
2: fantastic. She really is. And from a uh, from a little, like, precursory look that I saw it, uh, apparently her and uh, Queen Emanita have a history. Like, they've actually wrestled each other a lot in the past, so I think it's going to be a very fluid uh, match with the two of them. It's two people who are familiar with each other. So, it should help uh, yes. The first showing,
1: yeah, that, that, should, that should be a good place for her to start, too. You know, you know, you know she could still help her, you know, properly showcase her talent, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, uh, um, we had the hook Wheeler Yuta, uh, for the FTW title, which it was obvious that we, oh Wheeler was not going to win this.
0: I think so. the, the storyline going into this was like, well, Wheeler Yuta also has to play with weird rules, he can play in FTW roles too.
2: Yeah, it was also uh, him is, disrespecting uh, Shibata. Which Holka uh, took Umbrage with. Yes. So uh but then we get into I think that was it. There was just those what, three matches, I think. Mm-hmm. on Zero yeah. Hour. We also uh yeah, so I think it was just the three matches. Nothing uh, I mean the crowd was wasn't even in the arena yet for a lot of these, so it didn't really help the uh the energy of the place. There's there's always those those people who take pictures of like during zero hour
0: who are so like, Oh my god, a, god, look a- at those attendants and ship. I'm like
2: I'm like, bro, the show doesn't start for two hours. <laughs> 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 My brother and Christ are still in the parking garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, which I get to go to a show next week. So Woo! I get to go to Collision. Yep. Yeah, so do I. Finally, back in Norfolk. Let's go. Uh, every like six months. Every like six months, they'll they show up back here. And I wish I would see like a dynamite or a rampage. Uh, they've only come here like once, I think, uh, for scope. Yeah, a year. Yeah, mm. so it's just kind of a thing we wait for. But into the show proper, we start with... So let's set the stage here. A lot of the matches... This pay-per-view is weird because this isn't really built on a lot of storylines. It's a, built on the event. Uh, this has a lot of stuff for the Continental Classic thrown in. It has a few like last-minute matches thrown in. Uh, Rio versus Tony Storm, for et cetera, uh for example. Uh, Swerve was supposed to face Keith Lee after a few weeks of Keith Lee, you know, coming back for him, but an injury uh, got Keith Lee out of the picture, and then you, they put in a veteran, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin made Swerve look even more crazy. Swerve <laughs> like Dustin, I love yeah. psychopath. Uh, Swerve every time. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, story that oh. was kind of thrown together because of Kenny Omega's uh, injury, uh, injury and. Lack of presence now. The Jericho, Darby, Sting, and Sammy, which is a weird face turn against Don Callis' family and Starks and Big Bill. They made it work, I, which I have some thoughts about that match. Uh, they made it work, I, I but I do have, have some some thoughts. Yeah. I got uh, thoughts about
1: this whole pay per view in
2: general. Well, yeah, to the end of and then the Julia Hart Abaddon is just a nice like short feud, I guess, to start Julia Hart's reign. Uh, I have some thoughts mm-hmm. about that match too. Uh, But then we have these two huge story filled matches with Christian Cage and Adam Copeland and then Moxley and Kingston. And if there's one thing that this fucking company does, it's using all the history. Uh, Throughout his whole career, uh, Kingston has not beaten Moxley in one on one. So doing it in this tournament would be a huge win. And then we have the payoff to MJF's whole year-long story before he disappears from TV for injury. He's fucking deserved it after the year that he's had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And they're still playing up the whole is he going to resign thing, but we know for a fact MJF's not going fucking anywhere. (laughs) The story's just begun. MJF (laughs) already
0: resigned. Like, there's no shot he hasn't resigned. Tony Khan's got the money. He's good
2: for it. Also, it's like, hey, man, the story's about to start. We're not gonna let you we're not gonna let you go i'm gonna give you You're whatever not you want
0: to <laughs> it's like i was uh, watching back some of the some of like the the bigger moments because uh, this, this tonight uh we're recording on wednesday uh mm-hmm. on dynamite but this dynamite is also like the fifth five-year anniversary of yes of aew yeah five uh, years man turned five yeah, years like
1: five years man so people said they'd be done too. i was, too.
0: Let's I was go. watching <laughs> i was watching the some some twitter threads of like people sharing their favorite moments. And one of them, I, I, I promise to salute back to MJF in a sec. Yeah. Um, one of them was when it was revealed that he was the devil. And in the way he did that, where CM Punk was in the ring and he, he, cut, he flashed the, the devil promo from CM Punk and ring of honor. Um, and I just, I think of that as like, and, and the other thing that played was like ton, the, the voice, the voice message that Tony Khan left him. I I just, I think about that a lot (laughs) Uh, of just that where it comes to like, okay, I'm paying you this much, but you have to show up.
2: Yeah. Right. So, Uh, yeah, I mean, there's for five years, there's a lot of good memories in the show. I mean, mm -hmm. this, it was a risk. They started and then the pandemic hit and I was like, this can go either way, you know, Mm -hmm. like this company can go either way because of the financial situation of the world right now. And they and got they through, through it. Pan- like
1: and they, they pushed through the pandemic, man. And they had some really memorable shows during the pandemic, even when there was no crowd out there. I mean, the wrestlers in the crowd the really Dales, right? helped.
2: The wrestlers yeah. as the crowd, like just really helped the Yeah, and, the and they had the
1: whole vibe of Daily's place too. So I mean it was oh, yeah. a unique setup. I enjoyed it. I really did.
2: Uh yeah, I mean, just Brody Lee just squashing Cody Rhodes for the TNT title, like as always. You know, classic Hangman's win, the Dark Order coming out, the Bucks just kind of giving him the okay to, you know, lay out mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Like, there's just a bunch of. Just classic the Bucks versus moments. the Lucha Brothers at All Out 2021, which is
1: still my favorite. Look my top five AEW matches of Moxley all time. taking
2: the exploding super kick still makes me pop. Like, it's such a yeah. stupid. <laughs> it is such a stupid. It is such a stupid spot, but I, it's exactly why I love pro wrestling. Like,
0: Speaking of stupid like, spots, well, that that de- that death batch where they like big splitting barbed wire death batch. Oh, it, it has it, it like it's, had some, drops, it's, had, some, it's had
2: some unintentional comedy. It it has, yes. uh, it has, but yeah, it's I mean it's had but it's had more just more more, hits, some, than more, more hits, hits than, than more hits for sure. Uh, and we're going into the show. This is, uh, I do like the start of the show, the eight man uh, tag team match with all the other uh continental classic uh competitors Mm -hmm. yeah brody jay white and lethal and roosh Mm -hmm. versus danielson and claudio mark briscoe and daniel garcia and matt menard on commentary and matt menard on commentary who plays a great part in this match too like it he does it's so matt menard is really
0: good on commentary and i i liking it to like if jericho was good at commentary yeah, Matt Menard still, is
2: just he's he's great on the mic. He's
0: like, very good on the mic, um, and but like he's he's really good at it, and he he doesn't keep trying to get himself over like some of the other wrestlers yeah. who uh, are on comedy. Yeah, he, he's
2: trying to get Daniel Garcia over. Exactly, like,
0: and,
2: and, it, and he's top the of, hype you know,
0: man. And on he's top like of that, Angelo. Menard-
2: angelo's going for this punk rock girl I need to keep my eye on Daniel Garcia. <laughs> yeah, and on <laughs> like, top of that, he
1: just has good comedic timing as well. He does. He does. He just he just pops when he he just all his stuff just pops at the right time, you know. So he's really good at that.
2: Uh, so getting into this match, uh, it, the storylines going into this are still like all tied up because Garcia's about to do his dance when Danielson's music hits to interrupt him, continuing this like slow burn story of Garcia dropping sports entertainer and just becoming you know Red Death again. Yeah, he's going uh, back. He's gonna,
1: he's probably going to get recruited into the Blackpool Combat Club and so forth. and I think that's what Danielson's is trying to do. So that's pretty much I think what's going to be the ultimate payoff
2: of that. But yeah, you know, uh, good ent- they they need a new they need a, a new young line to slap around. Yeah. yeah, this entire match Nigel is going in on Danielson <laughs> like yeah, oh man, and I'm like God, I hope this just becomes a match. Like I I, 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 I want would love it this one to be a time. match at Wembley. Just one
0: word,
1: if, if Nigel's good to go, I want to see this because, uh, yeah, like Nigel for the, this has been a you know over the last couple of months where Nigel has just been taking repeated shots at Danielson, calling him brittle Danielson and things of that nature. It's like
2: real, real, of... ch-
0: real, ch- real rich coming from him.
2: Yeah, it's just it's so funny because he's like he loses and he's crying in the back of a production truck. It's
0: like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I was just like, that's actually really funny. Yeah, uh, some things in this match. Uh, the little moments of it is just like Claudio and Roosh is a match that ten seconds into them going back and forth. I'm like, just give me more of it. Like just mm-hmm. the chemistry was already there. And then when Jay Lethal gets tagged in, Mark Briscoe gets tagged in. It's like, oh man, he's the person who stopped Jay Lethal from getting any points. So there's like a little bit of hesitation of Jay Lethal getting into the ring, like the storytelling from all of these guys uh Towards their respective opponents in this match were fantastic. We're I, think they, a... I think they
0: also picked the right groups to be against. Yeah, each they other picked the. Yeah. yeah, they did half
2: of gold and half of blue on each team. So, mm-hmm. uh, I like that little respect moment
1: Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe had when they were like chopping the hell out of each other. and They just kind like, like dapped each other up and they started chopping each other <laughs> yeah. again. It's little details like that to just get me.
2: Um. Uh... Danielson is kind of playing like a smug heel a little bit in this role, uh, and he's getting ready. He does. He's doing the kicks, and he's getting ready to go for that last kick, and then Garcia tags himself in. It's kind of just this added tension between the two that's still building. Mm-hmm. They have Brody and fucking Daddy Magic just getting in each other's faces this match, and I'm like, what is going to happen here? It's like, is he just going to murder Matt Menard? <laughs> like it's on yes. some random episode yes. of yes, Rampage. Yes. <laughs> You get in his face and he calls him a little bitch, and then he walks away. And Matt Menard is like, "Whoa!" It's like just, I can tell what on his face I he's do? like, he's just like, well, "I was not expecting that."
1: <laughs> so Brody just has some underlying issue with Matt Menard, and I can't figure out exactly what it is. <laughs> I can't yeah. either.
2: It's so funny. It's, it's like so he saw the, the one guy that's funny. like, he like I don't." He doesn't know him, but he just sees him. He's like, "I'm gonna kick that guy's ass." <laughs> it's just like just. But most of this match uh, towards the middle of it is focused on Garcia just getting abused by the other team. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. is in the ring for a long time while the rest of the other team just tags in and out. And even Rush taunts him with his own dance at some point. Uh, ultimately, he gets tag to Briscoe. That's when the match kind of breaks down like most multi-mans do. Everybody's hitting finisher. Everybody's mm-hmm. hitting each Thank other. You, you got move. Claudio... And Brody meeting in the middle of the ring, you get the meat chants started up again. The meat chants yeah. were present, uh, and then Claudio swings Brody, and I'm just like, yes, like what the fuck, Claudio? What you're not human? It's <laughs> so like it's just we know the man, Superman. The man is like the strongest, just like found pound for pound. I think on the AEW's roster, like he doesn't have to be bulky. He's just like naturally strong. <laughs> He, he uh, has that, you know, he has that strongman competition strength. You know, well, you know, those guys aren't
1: necessarily muscular, you know, but they're just all power. Yeah, that's kind of the strength that, you know, Claudio has.
2: Uh, I did make a note here. My stream crashed because well, <laughs> uh, bleach Report was having a bunch of trouble when I was watching this. I think the uh, stream crashed <laughs> twice on me during the pay-per-view. <laughs> Didn't, uh, they have it on, didn't they have it on another streaming service like Fight TV or something like that? I think so. I usually just get mine from Bleacher Report. I have an account with them. so. Oh, okay. Uh, so if this ever becomes a job, I can write that as an expense report or a tax deduction. <laughs> it's like I put this yeah, money yeah. in to do work. So. Um, and then Garcia ultimately gets the uh, pin on Lethal. Continuing Lethal's losing streak uh, from the tournament and giving Garcia what I believe is a big win when you consider like who else could have given Jay the pin, I think mm-hmm. Garcia was the one that needed it the most. And I,
0: I I tend to I agree. Like this match. I think I th- I I tend to agree. I think giving him the pin
2: was was really important. Yeah, because uh, at the end there's kind of still like a stare down between uh, him and Danielson. So, uh, but yeah, this was a great like opening match. Uh, very high energy. The crowd seemed to be into this match a lot, which then sadly kind of dies down for the next like hour of this pay per view. We keep saying like a crowd can make a show. This New York crowd was fucking dead for this first half of this show. Yeah, yeah. I just um, think they won't be interested in certain matches, and that was about they it. They were too. And it kind of it felt bad. It's so, like I'm waiting for these next two matches, and there's just, like no crowd response or like anything. Uh, next matches are. Loser goes back to WWE singles match. <laughs> so, uh, but it did say it, it did come out. Andrade did thank Tony Khan for the time he gave him. He thanked all the other wrestlers. He has left AEW, more than likely going back to WWE, where he fits in, in near WWE near future. I don't know. Like, We've been saying that for a lot of people though. And the thing is, like, I still don't know where Andrade fits. Do, do you shoehorn him into whatever's going on with, uh? santos escobar do you put him back in nxt yes. where he can just be like kind of the veteran
1: that would probably
2: know? be that would probably be the
1: best landing point you know to just Jeez. kind of continue the feud with this uh L- they continue the lwo
2: war you know yeah. he'd be pretty
0: He's mexican cool. of course they're gonna put him with the other mexicans yeah. oh, unfortunately that too, but, you know
2: <laughs> they're probably gonna put him back with Zelina vega and yeah it'll probably be like another splinter group leaving lwo Man, we can't, we can't just have three different LWOs running around in WWE, all right? Bullshit. WCW had a bunch of NWOs running around. <laughs> no, they were all one group, though. You know, they were all one group. We have, we have, uh, we have subdivisions. It's like, Somebody. it's like, it's like Space Marine chapters. They're all of the NWO, <laughs> but there's like sub chapters. LWO yeah. Wolfpack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the uh, Andrade Miro match. Uh, is probably the most WWE match on this entire card this yep. night. Uh, I think it's just how they probably wrestled against each other in WWE. From the hype video yeah. though, is I, there was a really funny line in the like hype video for this fight. I don't want to Andra- I don't want to fight Andrade because he's my wife's client. I want to fight him because he's an asshole. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, I'm like, I, that's a good enough reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Miro doesn't need, you know, an elaborate reason to fight somebody. He just will. i you, know, to who you all to say,
2: God urged me to beat this man's ass. Yeah, I messaged you all in the Discord uh, when CJ Perry came out in, like, the catsuit. I'm like, this has to be a kink thing, right? <laughs> this is <laughs> like, absolutely a kink thing. There's it is. It is. no way it's not. Um... It's gotta be. Yeah, my notes here, this has to be a kink thing for CJ and Miro, right? Why is she in this latex cat suit? Uh, and then Miro jumps and Andrade before the bell even rings. Uh, I make a note that Andrade kind of feels like he's getting his ass kicked. And then my next note is this is absolutely a kink thing. Because yeah. they are, like, arguing with each other and all this other shit. Yeah,
1: because it, like, it just seemed to like yeah, Miro was just manhandling Andrade for most of this match. Uh, he was flinging him everywhere, tossing him, kicking the uh, kicks. Slamming him all over the place, and I'm like, well, damn. I mean, Andrade's really putting this dude over on the way out. And Andrade, you know, Slapping I appreciate it. fuck out of him. He was yeah. beating the shit out of him. I was like, oh, good, um, good on Andrade for doing that, though. Mad props to him for that.
2: Yeah, Andrade does kind of take control after he throws Mira over the announce table, uh, and then when they both hit the mat for doing something in the ring, CJ's calling out for them both to get up, not just her client. And I'm like, I kind of like this gimmick of hers. It's like, or she's like, yes, I want my husband to fight this guy, but I also don't want him to be hurt. It's kind of like this weird, like yeah. middle ground. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of like this gimmick actually. And then she's there was a fucking pose in the ring with Andrade, and I was just like, he's fucking jacked. What the fuck? Like you don't yeah, see Andrade it on his body, good. but when he like flexes, like you just see like all the muscle. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Where did yeah, all this him come and Buddy from?
1: Matthews since they left WWE initially, them two got really jacked. Okay, especially yeah. Buddy uh, Matthews. That
2: dude is small. Swole. swole. He got swole. Okay. Buddy and uh, <laughs> Yeah, Buddy of work put all his work. He's like, they're gonna call me small? Alright, bet. <laughs> like
0: Right. Yeah, no kidding.
2: Uh Andrade hits a sweet salt into a landing into a standing moonsault, which I really liked. Uh after Miro rolls, rolls away. Uh my note here: you guys are actually cooking for a very WWE style match. Yeah, it was like a 2.9 <laughs> kick out for Miro, which I actually popped for. I was like, oh, shit, that was actually a really good, like a late kick out right there. Right, uh, that's good. You have Miro putting Andrade into uh, the submission and yelling tap, motherfucker, like on <laughs> camera. <laughs> yeah, and then it ends with uh, CJ breaking up Andrade's submission on Miro, and then a kick from Miro, put it into another submission hold, which Andrade taps out. Uh, and then my final note is this is most definitely a King thing. So, uh, yeah, Miro beats Andrade in a very WWE style, you know, leaving the company match. From what it feels like, uh, Miro very dominant in this match, uh, for most of it. I guess uh, Andrade doing the business of I'm gonna make him look strong before I leave.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So good on him. Good good on him. Yeah. He left with a very public like note thing, like thanking everybody. He didn't leave with any like snide comment. Uh, So say what you want about the guy, but he does have a little bit of professionalism, which I can appreciate.
0: I love a good. I love a good, uh, you know, slap fight. Like, you know, this is is kind of what this was. second match on
2: the card, too, this was perfectly placed. Like, I think if this came later in the card, it would have killed all the energy that happened after a certain point in the night. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like this was, I think, just a perfect uh, way to start the singles matches. Yeah. Big time. Then we get Timeless Tony Storm versus... Uh, Rio for the women's championship. Rio, the first AEW's women champion, is back. This was a story that had about a two week build. This was definitely a match that was just thrown together. Um, with, and it showed. With seeds of Rio. The last time we saw Rio is when the Outcast jumped her and spray painted her mm-hmm. and all that. So there was history there, but Rio just has not been in the picture for a while. So it's just kind of was like, here's her return. She's back. So. Uh, this match was a little awkward in places. Uh, this definitely felt like a they just weren't given enough time. It just kind of had to do what they they did for the like, match. You
0: either get this or you don't get a, ma- a match on the
2: card. This yeah, kind of what it felt like. Uh, kind of like Rio's new gear. Not like uh, as frilly and princessy as the previous one. She kind of has. just I don't know how to describe it, but it's definitely like a cooler look. Uh,
1: Yeah. I I think this is kind of where the pay-per-view started to go downhill for me, you know. Um, I really did not enjoy this match as much as everybody else did. Uh, It was kind of clunky, and it was just mostly, you know, heavily reliant on Tony Storm's annex which is still fantastic by the way you know her and luther you know
2: there were some funny moments here like rio got caught by luther and then he handed her to tony yeah (laughs) because she's just so small like luther caught her and then just handed her and tony took her and like like, here you go put her back in the ring and i was like that's actually kind of funny yeah
1: Uh, so it did have moments like that but ultimately i i just this this just kind of fell flat for me it did
2: uh, I also noticed. I think in this match, is Tony wearing like a very classic like women's wrestler outfit, like the one yeah, shoulder single. Like, like, um, like yeah. yeah. I was like, that's a very old-fashioned style thing. Have I just noticed that that's her like ring gear? Yeah. <laughs> so, she,
0: yes, you I have. Mean, she went. She yeah, went she full Monty
1: in this. In the she's, she's going full. You know, May Young out there. You know, yeah. with the whole classic gear and all that shit. You know. So uh, yeah, it kind of fits her gimmick. It really
0: does. Uh, uh, it was really funny during the scrum. She was like, I'll fucking fight Wendy Richter right now. Yeah. Wendy Richter, who famously has it rustled in several decades. <laughs> yeah. If uh, she's even alive right now, she is, too.
2: Uh, I write that Tony Storm's in control of this match, and then I go to the bathroom, and when I come back, Luther is being ejected, so I don't know what he did uh, to get ejected. <laughs> um uh, i think he got
1: busted you know trying to hold the rope while tony oh we're trying to hold the rope away from Riho while tony fair. storm in submission and so well you know i guess i forgot who the referee was but he obviously never notices anything just that one time he just so happened to notice that and he boots luther
2: yeah um so i noticed here uh she misses the hip attack, she gets countered, but the counter goes into a storm zero. Rio kicks out. and then they have this really weird, I guess was supposed to be like a transition into something where mm-hmm. they pull Rio off the top rope, but she like gets like bent over Tony's back into like a weird DDT setup. like yeah, it was a weird yeah. like I don't think like Rio fully committed to the movement that she needed to, so it was just like a really clunky like setup for this DDT and it's like a DDT and then just Tony wins. Like, I was like, yeah, felt- uh, okay, that's just the finish, I suppose, <laughs> like, and, god, I, I was hoping, because I saw that uh, Mariah May came out to celebrate and, like, literally threw rose petals on the Tony, and I'm like, she's gonna hit her, like, this is the turn, and nope. I'm like, no. No, not yet. Because they Too take early. their time. They, yeah. They take their time with this, and I even put here, you know, this turn's gonna be so good when it happens. Like... <laughs> Um, so yeah, this was a very clunky match. Uh, Mm -hmm. there were some weird spots. I don't think fully committed to what they needed to do and they had to just kind of improvise. I don't think they were given enough time, but I think X said it best. Like this is just kind of carried by Tony storm's antics and continuing to build her as a champion. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. so obviously, this was just mostly a filler match, in my opinion. Yeah, this hey. definitely. Unfortunately, this did feel like a filler, like women's title match, which I think is the first time a match like this has felt like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we have like a really good feeling going into these A.W. women's title matches where it's like it could go either way. But like this one just felt like Tony's going to get the win here. So not really a lot to. Be hyped for. Uh, we get a backstage segment. Uh, Orange Cassidy interrupts Dante Martin uh, saying that he wants a match for the international title which we're getting tonight so that's gonna be fun yep. to watch
1: I love Orange Cassidy's sticker just coming out in the middle of interviews interrupting him. he's like hey 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 uh, I heard you I said you wanted the title shot okay let's go next yeah.
0: week
1: Yeah, I love that I really do I like it
2: the next match on the card is one that I have seen such a polarizing response to it is the Swerve versus Dustin Rhodes because Keith Lee was uh, not clear to wrestle. Unfortunately, I've seen people say that this should have been a 30 second match that this match shouldn't have happened if they went with the injury angle or at least it should have played out differently. I think this match helps Swerve. I
0: at think the so end of too. the day, Dustin it Rhodes really is knows. such
2: a veteran wrestler. Like he's beaten a bunch of opponents that are younger than him over his time in AEW. And I think just Swerve showing how ruthless he can be is just helping the character. So...
1: Yeah. I mean... Well, and, and that's a lot of things. That's the one thing I think people just don't understand when it comes to these type of matches, okay? Yes, you can break some... Yeah, And they do this in WWE a lot, by the way. You know, if you're paying attention. They have to prove that Swerve is still as ruthless as ever, and that he will... Go to any length to get to where he needs to be. He will injure people. He will bloody and uh, he'll bloody somebody. He'll hang somebody on a rope or uh, by a ch- or hang somebody on a turnpost by a chain. He will go as far as he needs to go to win a match, and that's what they were trying to display here. But I guess a lot of people just don't get how story building is these days. They were well, he- even going online. Hey, we're asking Dustin Rhodes about it.
0: That's, that's all. I posted his response. People tells him the fuck you fuck
2: yeah, off. Justin yeah, Dustin Rhodes I, I love, love him. I love right, him on the Twitter. You on
0: Twitter to bitch at him about this stuff? I People like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. You, so, well, not only that, you know what's going to happen. This has happened so many times where someone like yells at him and he's just like, "Go fuck yourself" and blocks it, them. Yeah, and that's it. Said This shit a lot with Rey
1: Mysterio back in the day. Okay, yeah. so this is nothing new.
2: Yeah. Um. I also think people are forgetting the fact that this match was probably scheduled to be 10 minutes or so, 10 or 15 minutes. So like that time has to be accounted for now, Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: even at the main event, they ended with like 15 minutes left before the show ended. And I think some of that probably had to be because of this. Yeah, Uh, I was I don't expect them to give Keith Lee and Sword a lot of time because I expect, you know, Prince Nana to get involved in a cheap, you know, cheater victory to come out for sword. Yeah but they still were probably going to be given 15 minutes or so. Um, especially if this is like the start of a new feud or something, which I, at this point, I don't care if we ever get the finish or not before or after Swerve is world champion. Like, eventually it can pay off, but I think with just how it's gone, it's like a cursed feud. They should just stop trying to get Keith Lee and Swerve to yeah. finish this. It's like Yankee's um, curse. Yeah, so the Block comes out before the bell... Breaks the ankle. I make a note here. The roads are so fucking dramatic. Uh, You're right. You're he, right. And you should say it. He's doing the baby face thing. If hey he's injured, he's like, no, I'm going to go out here and wrestle this match and wrestle it. He does. I mean, fucking Dustin can hit a clean Canadian destroyer. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> like this man is what? Yeah. like 50 something? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it's that power slam that him and Randy Orton do just that like the pop again, yeah. power slam, the, the snap, snap, yeah, the clean snap power slam. Him and Orton do it. They do it so well. Um, they set up a swerve, I think, for a pile driver that I wrote looked hella suspect because he kind of fell to the side uh when he went up with it, and I'm like glad it went well. It's just I don't know if that was like a planned fall or not, but it's like that was a really awkward way to come down for that pile driver. Oh, Swerve sold a really good crossroads by Dustin. Oh, he sold Rhodes, a hell so. of a crossroads. Like, that it shit was insane. Insane. Uh, and then we have, you know, submission hold. Or Dustin's in a submission hold. I think there was a lot of like interesting uh submission holds uh during the show. I think there was one later that was like they put it in on like while sitting in a chair. So I was like, "That's a cool yeah. I, the Christian Cage, uh, yeah, 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 yeah." One I was like, "I've never seen it like done like that before." Uh, you get the little moment of trading blows, then you have Dustin taunting him, "Come on, motherfucker!" And then he flips him off and spits on him, and just back to back house calls, and then he does his little arm snap and all that. And Swerve picks up the win, says, and then uh, cutting a promo as he's leaving, saying he doesn't want his time wasted anymore. Twenty twenty four, he's just going for. The bigger thing so 2024 year of swerve in the world title scene hopefully i mean the that's guy more, deserves it that's more or less what he said on the scrum as well yeah I, he he's earned it like it he's just that level of stardom right now yeah he's locked game man if you weren't going to give him the international title it you have to move him out of those levels of championships now
1: yeah
2: like i think he would have been the perfect person to take it off of orange cassidy but you know so then we have an eight man tag match, which is kind of thrown together because Kenny Omega is gone and Jericho needs something to do. So. uh, Going into this, there was already like not even for, for unrelated stuff, but like just in terms of storyline, like Sammy already being back to a baby face. And leaving the cows family. It's like, bro, you were there for like, what, two months? <laughs> it's like like.
1: Uh, uh, like uh, uh, like a short spell like a month and a half and that was about it Mm -hmm.
2: yeah Uh, why are you having Hobbs help Ricky Starks after he famously betrayed Ricky Starks so it's like the storylines going into this like this is definitely a match that's like fuck we need to do something (laughs) because Jericho and Kenny are not in the title picture anymore because Kenny's gone uh but also going into this match, there were the allegations against Chris Jericho. Uh um we I, will get I, will,
0: I yeah. was gonna say that I'm just gonna we're just gonna go into it now since this is as close as we're getting to be related to it. If you're I'm gonna say I'll say this. If you are a member of the media, this includes the people who work on dirt sheets, because unfortunately they are uh as much as we don't want to call them members of the media they are members of the media and you say something because you have like a narrative you want to to have a screenshot. Push. like
2: it's it's that it's also like it's just a screenshot it's like yeah bro like it just doesn't prove anything <laughs> like this is like a heart response to something about that couldn't be it it, it could just be her showing support it couldn't be any more innocuous. Yeah, it's like, it's just a thing. And I mean, I think it was like they also posted like a deleted thing that she had from like four years ago. It's like, nobody made me leave. Like, I yeah. did everything. See? Mm-hmm. And that's the
1: reason why you gotta be careful when you try to concoct stories, you know, to try to push a narrative. Because you could wind up slandering a person, you know, in the You could slander a person like that, you know, and you don't have any evidence or facts to back up what you're saying. Now, I'm not saying that you know, that this may or may not have happened, but at the same yeah, time. We don't it's know. Like, we just like, exactly. know. So until somebody until everything comes until out, until somebody says something.
2: Judgment. So I don't think yeah. I don't think uh, Kylie Ray has said anything. No. sense it. So
1: and I it's would just, like I would just reserve judgment for now. Okay. Yeah. Until we learn everything that happened about it.
2: Yeah, it's like somebody needs to say something or evidence, because if not, it's just It's just that it's just rumors. Speculation. Yeah. And I mean, granted, yes, it's like if something like that, it does happen. You know, you should believe. But I'm always in the mindset of trust, but verify. Like if I can have it verified to me first by other people, like even if it's not Kyler Ray, if it's somebody else that comes out and says, yes, here's what Chris Jericho did. And And I'm like, I'm more inclined to believe Kylie at that point. And and nobody said nobody said anything. Nobody's dropped a name. Nobody's. Really talked about anything. And
1: on top of that, you know, these stories always seem to come out right before the pay per view. Right before an AEW pay per view. This happens every couple months. There are reasons to hate Chris Jericho.
2: There are.
0: I hate his ass. I must say, there are reasons to hate Chris
2: Jericho as a person. Like, but it's even then, it's like this stuff is not something to just be thrown out without any kind of, you know, without more solid support to that solid proof and right. um
1: and that's why I just was I just held my judgment until I figured out exactly what's going on cuz none of us know right now
2: unfortunately yeah, so. the crowd did not uh this nope. match I feel so bad for everybody else in this match at this point um it does feel t- I mean you have fuck you Chal, uh fuck you callous chance and then it just goes into Jericho being booed everybody who hits Jericho getting cheered uh NDA chance The world
1: NDA sign in the
2: crowd. Yeah. Um and it just kind of tainted like the energy of this match. Uh there were some good moments though. Uh Tekesha rocking his Oni mask is just a great visual of him as a heel.
0: Yeah. So totally I really cool.
2: like that uh outfit. Uh I did ask uh is Big Bill wrestling in the Yodas? This man's wearing <laughs> Tim's into the wrestling ring. <laughs> Which I think is from New Yorker, too, right? Like, yeah, he is. Yeah. It does definitely Timbs. <laughs> so, but, but, um, absolutely
1: Tim's. But other than that, I mean, as far as the match itself goes, it, it was okay, but it was like nothing to, you know, rave oh about. Oh, yeah, this
2: was you're definitely like just eight-man. Yeah. Uh, a very obvious lack of Ric Flair. Good job. <laughs> Thank God. Um, Darby fulfilling his role as the punish it, uh, punishment receiver. And then they fucking did the swing. That, that used to do it like, as, as kids, and they just like chucked Darby <laughs> like he was nothing. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when I saw him. I did too, that. dude. I was losing it. His ass. Oh, it was like <laughs> They really did. Uh, Starks and Hobbs' his history kind of shows his face, there's a little bit of tension, but Sting is the hot tag, and he starts clearing out. This is his retirement tour, this is his last match in New York. Uh, he hit, puts a big bill on the ropes like AJ Styles got, and it just like bounces. Fucking balls on the rope, which was pretty funny. Oh no! Uh, there was a little bit of like weird, I guess, misunderstanding of what was intended because they delayed like this double like stinger splash with Jericho in the corners. Mm-hmm. I right. don't think Jericho understood what he wanted to do. <laughs> so, uh Starks did his little dance while walking the top rope, which was pretty funny. <laughs> uh. And I'm it here, uh, I'm actually, i have watching this match, I'm like, I'm just really happy that uh, uh, Big Bill, formerly Big Cass, you know, has improved his life to this degree. I mean, there are still reasons to hate him as well, just, you know, just Trump supporter, a bunch of other stuff, like he may or may not have known, you know, about Enzo's stuff, so it's like, there's reasons to legitimately, you know, dislike this guy. Uh but to see like him in this state that he's in engagement beat addiction, you know, some wins are good. Yeah. I respect I res I respect it. Doesn't mean I have to like him. Uh yeah. Crowd Crowd is cheering Jericho's beating. Uh Takesha just straight up throwing Darby with a release suplex. I swear to god, I saw him just land on like the side he's of his head. Like, Weird. Yeah, Darby did like, like a whole <laughs> backflip in that yeah. in that <laughs> suplex. I was like, damn, this kid's just strong. my note here, just Jesus Christ Darby. Literally every bit of abuse that Jericho takes is cheered Uh, the chaos as the multi-man matches and then a really weird finish of Sammy hitting a shooting star, which I guess this is a new finisher since he has a kid. Now he doesn't want to risk the uh, 630. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good, you know, good decision. Uh, But he hits it on Ricky Starks and then gets the pin pinning one half of the tag team champions. Which. I'm confused about I'm like you tell me that you know Hobbs couldn't have taken the pin or maybe Big Cass like why, why specifically Ricky Starks
1: because we got to build towards a possible tag team match later with Sammy and Jericho versus um Starks and Big Bill and oh, what better God, way to do a, it than now the you're the going. champion this is the whole WWE thing you know that they do Right. Uh, they I don't are, well, are going to put Sammy. That, said, that may put
2: him in line for a title shot later. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's just Dami Yeah, they're yep. going to put fucking Jericho and Sammy back as a team for the title match. Yep. That's what they're going to fucking do because Kenny's gone. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> just yep. Match um, made in some kind of hell. So,
1: <laughs> uh, one of the circles of hell, at least. <laughs>
2: Speaking of Spooky Satan places, uh, Julia Hart versus Abaddon. This match was rough to watch. This is probably yeah. my least favorite match of the night. Uh, I love both of these performers. I just don't think they have in-ring chemistry. To any degree. I think Julia Hart may still be too inexperienced to like lead a match, and I just don't think Abaddon has wrestled enough in this place on like a pay-per-view because she this is her first pay-per-view to have mm-hmm. the confidence to like kind of lead a match also. Mm. Uh it did start with a this is spooky chance, which big plus from me. I love I was really good. Chance. I love this is spooky. Um I didn't note that it was finally nice to see Abaddon on a pay-per-view, but then as the match went on I'm like uh maybe we should have had a little more practice first. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> It felt like they uh,
0: didn't have like they were teasing this for weeks. Like and I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm going to profess this by saying I'm not a wrestler. I don't know how much practice goes into like the the pre before the I, match. And like That's, like, setting that's what spots. got me.
2: I, I don't think they practice with each other.
0: Yeah. But I, think I think that's that the sense this, I, got.
2: I think this is also just to get Abaddon back on TV for more presence. Like, I think this is, this is Julia Hart's first big feud. You're not going to have her uh, lose the title this early on. Sure, I think cool, this is man. like, hey, we're going to reintroduce Abaddon to a new audience. She's been gone for fucking a year and a half now, it seems like. Yeah. So do that. But I just don't think that these two had the confidence to take control of the match and like guide it. Uh, A lot of moves from Abaddon just like didn't connect in general like, it was very obviously, like, a out-of-practice just, like, choreography yeah. for this. Yeah, um, I just feel
1: really... And I felt really bad for them, too, because, uh, I, I, you know, I love both of them, you know. Yeah. have had a f- matches in the past, but it's just, like, they both have... And I get it, I guess they threw them together because maybe they both have similar, you know, characters and whatnot, but it just felt really, really rough to watch. I mean, they were just missing stuff. Uh... Half the yeah. time, they would just kind of... You know, the match would just kind of trail off
2: midway, in, and it's just... Yeah, the, the pace was weird. It, it, just, it, it um, was weird. The pace was weird. I don't know how to describe it. Abaddon missed a few, like, running, like, knees that she does. Like, she didn't even connect with Julia. Uh, Julia's moonsault for the win didn't even land correctly. Like, she landed on her she, like, feet and had on to on fall over to, like, hit it. It's just like, mm, this is a, this is a bit rough. Um... Sky Blue comes out to run interference. And yeah, I mean, it's a Julia Hart retain building up her and Sky Blue. Uh, just I like the team of Julia Hart and Sky Blue, but I, this match was just kind of rough. Uh, this I think in the grand scheme of AEW matches, if I could like go through a list of all the previous pay-per-views that we've talked about, I think this would be like the bottom of my list. I don't think there was a match that I disliked more than this one. Uh, yeah, like this is um, probably the weakest pay per view match in a long time for AEW. I feel kind of bad for Julia. Uh, I just don't think Abaddon has had a lot of time to come back and work out like the ring rust of her injury or whatever she was doing for the time that yeah. she was gone. I think that um,
0: I think that if this becomes like a fully blown full blown feud, I think the matches will get better as time goes on. As they have more time to work with each other, yeah. Um, but I think this this match was definitely like a low point for yeah, sure, this which sucks to say because I like both performers.
2: Yeah, I just it's, there are times where like two of your favorite wrestlers could just have no fucking chemistry in the ring, and your, your dream match is like I wanted this. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we we saw that earlier during Zero with Willow Nightingale and uh, Chris Statlander, but. You know, it they're was both, just, it both was just great performers performance
0: here. Both great mm-hmm, performers, but, but
2: when you put them against each other, for some reason, it just kind of falls apart. Like, it's like some people just don't click. They don't. I think they're better as a tag team. I just don't think one of them wanted to. I think with the Willow Nightingale and the Statlander match is that I think Willow kind of misjudged uh, Stats' size, mm-hmm. like her height and weight and everything, because she just looked like she was just having stro- trouble picking her up. So, I think she's just used to wrestling like kind of smaller opponents. Yeah. Which should be eye opening uh, for Willow's. Like, hey, you need to probably get a little more muscle mass and actually practice, you know, lifting the larger opponents. Because Statland is kind of, yeah, Statland is huge. I mean, Uh, with this one, I just think, I think this one, Abaddon just needs to get into a ring with whoever she's going to be feuding with and just kind of understand each other's chemistry a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said I don't think she was confident to kind of lead the match but I don't think Julia also has the experience to like lead a match if she needs to so they were just I mean, kind she, of trying and, and to is, get through it
1: and Julia will still get there over time and so will she Abaddon will. you know I, I guess it was just like a first time jitters
2: thing I just want to kind of write it off I mean, this is Abaddon's yeah. first pay-per-view match and I can yeah. I mean I hate thinking like we come out here and we shit on matches like all the time like if we there's a pay-per-view match that we just fucking hate we'll shit on it but I also yeah. have to remember, like, they go backstage and they're probably like, I fucked up that match. And it's like, it yeah. ruins their night, you know, like, I fucking miss moves visually. You know, I did, I botched all this shit. Like, they probably f- just feel fucking awful. Because it's like, yeah. they trusted me enough to put me on the show and I fucked up out there. It, so. it, but it's all good, though, because I'm not going to hold it against them. And I don't think anybody should. It's pay-per-view jitters. It with, happens. I think with the correct opponent who can kind of command the match... Abaddon will shine against those opponents. I just think there was um, an amount of inexperience between the two that it just kind of didn't click. Yeah. Uh, which is easily worked out. Yeah. Julia Hart's still TBS champion. Her and Sky Blue seem to be like full on tag team now. Uh, also, Sky Blue came out rocking like Sailor Moon hair, which I kind of pop for. <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> little like uh, hair buns. Mm-hmm. But then the crowd fucking comes alive. At this point in the show after the abaddon julia Hart match we have father of the year christian cage versus oh my god the wonderful adam copeland who looks great he brought back some old ring gear uh for this match uh i described this match uh in my uh yeah i described this match in the discord i'm like this is like your cool uncle found out your stepdad hit you and like, yeah. that's kind of what this match felt like it's like Edge is yeah. just Adam Copeland is just beating the crap out of Christian Cage for most of this match uh, they dive into all the history like they did so much like hey man we went the high school together we started wrestling together you know this is everything uh, in contrast to the last match this match is two people who
0: have faced each other all up and down Canada all up and down America all up and down the world really their um, last singles match was like thirteen years ago. Companies. Yeah, they, yeah, but they know each other so well. Absolutely, it's it's, it's that best friends thing of like if you don't t- you don't talk to your best friend forever, but you still you come back and you're still it's like nothing happened. Yeah, that that's that's kind of the vibe uh, between these two.
2: Uh, Copeland doesn't even let like Christian reach the ring before he jumps him and drives him into the stage sign. <laughs> Like just beats him up the stage, beats him back down the stage, around the thing. He takes somebody's fucking like beer from the stand, drinks it, and crushes the can on his head. That's what I was like. He's like your cool uncle who just beats up your stepdad.
1: And I think at one point, point, like Edge, well, was at the announce table and he he busted himself open too because he
2: started bleeding like in the match. Like the can fucking busted him open.
1: Right? And then on top of that, um, he was like so I was beating on Christian at ringside. And Nigel was saying something. He just looks over and just he's like, yeah, shut up, Nigel, I'll rip your fucking up head Nigel. off. Shut Nigel. He's like, yeah,
0: yes, sir.
2: Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I heard, I went back to play and it was like, shut up, Nigel, I'll rip your fucking head off. <laughs> he
0: said, like, yes, sir. And I was like, yep. Put uh, that man
2: in check. It fights into the crowd. And then Edge does a fucking dive from the from the crowd and onto Nick Wayne and Christian Cage. I'm like, this He's man is jumping off Nick of the May. stand like Seth, like Seth Rollins did during the Shield days. Like, this has become yeah. a running
1: gag with just Edge just beating Nick Wayne up every what time. What is it with
2: it. AEW letting these like 50 something year old wrestlers or older jump off of high things? I mean, Sting did it now. Now Edge, <laughs> like, uh, well, both of them have a history of it. Now they do. Uh, we get very early. this is awesome chance. and this is awesome. This match is so chaotic. Uh, Copeland walks the barricade and then dives onto uh Christian, like after running across the uh like crowd barricade. it looks like he slides a little bit across the floor too, but right before he hits the steps, he stops and does a little like safe like hand signal <laughs> which and he just, like, has this big old smile and he does like a safe um. And then the match begins to just break down. You have, you know, Cage stomping on his neck on the steps. You have the Boston Crab while he's sitting on the chair. Mm. You they go full table ladder chairs in this match. Like just tables and ladders and chairs just everywhere. Uh it's like you
0: were saying before before we before we recorded, it, it's like they, they brought everything. They, they brought everything referenced
2: everything. They did. Um Yeah, you just have this Match that just breaks down into these two guys just beating the shit out of each other.
1: Oh, and then Uh, they tried the fire spot from they tried to do the fire table spot from WrestleMania.
2: I want to talk about that (laughs) Uh because they set it up like he's gonna do the spear through the flaming table. Mm -hmm. But I guess they call off that spot. But Nick Wayne had already lit the table on fire, so it burned away all of the fluid. Yeah. Then they decide that we're gonna do something else. So Edge has to stop to relight her fluid the table and relight it and goes to powerbomb Nick Wayne and misses the table almost completely. This is a
1: little bit of it, but it's not enough to do anything. turns (laughs) with Nick Wayne
2: and powerbombs him. The ass down hits the table and Nick Wayne hits the floor. (laughs) (laughs) That is 100%
0: intentional, I think, because they... AEW's not gonna let someone... It, it's it's like how they have that they have all the they intentionally have the crash padding underneath when yeah. you know someone goes through the stage or something. It's it just, just another another way to, that they do it that. It just looks so terrible on it, TV. It did not translate well at all. The
2: camera was right there, like they got the full right view there. of it, and I'm like, are you telling me that everything that he's been through, Nick Wayne, would not take the fire table spot? It's like. I feel like it was supposed to be that, I, but I think Edge might have just not seen it from he was probably too close to the table when he took Nick Wayne into the powerbomb position, mm. I think it was probably just a distance thing. Yeah, the thing just,
1: is, it just happened so quick. You shot it. They,
2: yeah, they had to the powerbomb because the table's going to lose the lighter yeah. fluid. So like he just went for it and he's like, oh, fuck, I was too close, <laughs> so. uh, But at least Nick Wayne like just gets up and starts acting like he's on fire a little bit, like it's just kind of funny, like he. And then they had the thing where at the end of the match, uh, Killswitch like carries him out. <laughs> so I like uh, these rest these big wrestlers and all these factions carrying out the small guys. You have uh, Brody it's, doing it's, it to Julia. You have Luchasaurus doing it to Nick Wayne. It's com- it's camaraderie, man. That's how it's yeah. supposed to be. Uh, we got Cage Sunset flipping, uh, from the ladder, which was pretty good. It's just. the nut shot with the folded chair after Nick Wayne's interference which Mm -hmm. I popped for this felt like a very like attitude era like match between these two yeah Um, I got that vibe too Cage hits a kill switch uh, and Edge like kicks out at like just the last minute it was a very good like 2.999 kick out like I thought I I legit thought that that was the end of the match um. Yeah, I put here. Oh God, Nick Wayne is going through the table. Uh, he has to recode the table. Nick Wayne completely misses the fucking table, and then I say, "Holy shit!" Adam Copeland is the new TNT champion. But then Killswitch appears, and I say, "Holy shit!" Christian Cage is the TNT champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know where this goes because Killswitch appears. Helps, you know, beat up Adam Copeland a bit after he just gains the title. Cage whispers something to him. And Killswitch gives him the contract. Uh, He signs the contract, wins the title back. And I will say that this is the most Vince booking that Tony Khan has done in a long time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I was like, I'm... Interested, and I'm wondering if it's Edge's decision to get the win but not want the title. You know, I think it's like, hey, let me get a win, but Christian Cage is doing great work, let's keep the title on him. So, here's our you know, screw finish that we set up earlier uh, in the night. I don't want to give them that much credit, I'm not gonna
0: lie. I don't know, this match it, it, it felt very money in the bank.
2: This felt uh, very I don't money. Know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, is this just a riff on fucking Edge being the ultimate opportunist? Like, here's Christian Cage, the ultimate opportunist. I guess.
1: I, I don't know what they um, were doing, but um, either that or they probably could be setting up for a Luchasaurus face turn. I think one they're game. probably
2: going to do a face turn, but, like, this shit was the wackiest like a five minutes of, a w- of an AEW match in a long time, and I don't know if I love it or hate it. So... <laughs> like this is like the most Vince booking Tony Khan has ever done
0: does he mean Vince Russo or Vince McMahon Russo. you'll never know <laughs> that's the actual <laughs> question you'll never know we're going to eventually, we're eventually a gonna get. we're eventually going to kill switch with a on a pole match, match. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: kill sw- custody of kill switch on a pole match
2: yeah there's a like uh, briefcase with his papers in it the crowd came alive this match which helps the rest of the show though like this match got this crowd back to life, like I mean, just as itself, like if you were to just i mean barring the end, like this match on its own is probably one of my favorite matches of uh, this year. This match was so mm-hmm. good, um, but then we go into probably what another like and this is probably another one of my favorite matches uh for this year. And that is the Continental Classic Finals, Moxley versus Kingston. They're yeah, beating uh, the fuck out of each other from minute one. I noticed that this match was going to be different when Moxley and Kingston came out wearing kick pads. I found out. Oh, really yeah. Too.
1: Eddie and Kingston was, wearing, you know, Kawada style kick pads. And I was wearing kick pads and then Moxley's is.
2: wearing like full black. I think he's wearing like Brian uh, Danielsons like kick pads. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be different. <laughs> They're well, gonna beat the fuck
0: out of each other. Is what's and gonna I asked
2: in my notes here. How the fuck do they follow Cage versus Copeland? And then I'm just like, oh, like this. <laughs> so yep.
1: Uh, I don't know. This, um, I don't. I don't know if you guys noticed, but this match seemed a lot
2: more technical than uh, any um, of the I other matches. I was about to say this, this felt '90s New Japan as fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's exactly like, what they were
2: going for like but not it, new
0: japan all japan in the night all japan
2: yeah yeah uh i put my notes here all these wrestling gimmicks and then eddie's just a pissed off guy from yonkers <laughs> so uh he's got kick pads on i mean yeah it's like grapple holds there's a little moment of, like they're grappling and like Eddie's holding moxley like around his neck and blows a kiss <laughs> like when they're <laughs> laying on the ground and i was like that's probably like just their agreed upon thing like this is probably something that they just wanted to do for comedy spot they're 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 buddies uh
0: it's it's another match where these two know each other very well absolutely
2: but yeah, have this like is, respect for each other this feels very 90s like all japan yeah a was, lot of match wrestling a lot of striking not a lot of big spots and it's so god this
1: was just so good to watch and it was really surprising that both of these men could wrestle that style as well. So
0: that's a big plus in I'm, my book. I'm not surprised that these two can wrestle that style. Uh just looking know, at just looking at what they what's influenced them, like yeah. Mitsuha, I mean, Mitsuhara Masawa and all of and all of those guys, Kingston's, like I'm not surprised. Kingston's it's a Japanese style wrestler, wrestler like
2: thrown through.
0: Yeah, sure. It's like really? it's like every now and again I'll I'll see a clip again uh of Big Show and Kane just like like uh like Matt wrestling. Because yeah. they both can do it. It's just, yeah. they, don't, they, just don't they don't do it need enough. To. They don't need to.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely... I think this is also where I noticed that the pace of this show was different. Mm-hmm. And I, during this match, I thought about it. I was like, this has been a very like weird-paced show. And it was at this point I realized that we didn't have any match that was like a PWG spot fest.
0: Like, well, you didn't have the Young Bucks on it, so, you know. Yeah,
2: and I was like... Damn, do they really like add that much to a pay-per-view like to bring out this like energy in like one particular match for a show. Mm. But I was like, this was a very like slow paced just show in general, like. Um, it was, a, it was a very different pay-per-view and I don't know if I like the style yet compared to previous ones but I guess we'll have to see uh, how things go from here on out for the next few pay-per-views, if they're going to keep this or try to go back to their style.
1: Yeah, because it it seemed very, you know, more technical and super heavyweight-esque than most of their other pay-per-views have. Like, we didn't have too many wild-ass spots where there was somebody diving or going through tables often, you know, except Nick Nick Wayne
0: aside,
1: aside, you know, in that match. But, um... Maybe AEW was just trying out something different for Jane. It does feel like
2: this is a weird test for like, here's our season finale. Let's just try it out. Like, yeah. uh, Yeah, like, but I mean, this match, I for the pace of the show, like this match was good. Like this fit the pace, I think, of the show in the right way, especially the style that they were trying to emulate. Yeah. Uh, Something I noticed in this match, too, is Moxley has been portrayed as like so dominant in this company. And then him being on the back foot for most of this match was very interesting. Uh Like, psychology choice here. Uh Like, Kingston is just showing, like, it's going to take a lot for Moxley to take Kingston down this time. Because, I mean, Kingston's fighting for everything in this yeah. match. And this is a very good, like, Moxley has everything to gain, and Kingston has everything to lose. And this would just be another loss to Moxley if he loses. Uh... The chops like they start doing the chop exchanges and moxley seems like he takes a hit and just oof, like he just bends <laughs> over like having Ooh. to like just bends over having to like collect himself and there's a really funny moment of like they're looking at each other and kingston is just like no no you want 100% motherfucker <laughs> and he just keeps hitting uh moxley like there's just a lot of good like vocal catches on the cameras in this show mm-hmm. uh What I liked the most about this match is that this whole thing is just like tentacle wrestling, strikes, just these two wearing each other out. And then the finish comes out of nowhere. Where Eddie just spins, hits the hurricane, Moxley drops, and Eddie wins. Just in the middle of an exchange. Like, it's just hit, hit, and then just the fucking backhand and Moxley's down. Again, mm-hmm. very all Japan. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, "That is such a good, a sudden finish to this." Mm-hmm. And you have Eddie winning the new Continental Classic title, which is a good looking title, nice. by the way. I do yeah, like this. Yeah, it's a very classic. It's a very classic uh, title design, while also having the Strong and the Ring of Honor. So he's uh, he's rocking three belts now. So the first, real, modern, oh, the
1: real tribal chief. <laughs> yeah AEW's first modern triple crown champion
2: yeah it's fitting for a guy like kingston like he loves Mm -hmm. uh japanese wrestling like this is and i mean he had his promo too like a while back like he shouldn't even be here you know like he was so low on money just getting indie showings like AEW took a chance and he's lived up to it he almost quit during the pandemic like yeah. he almost just retired during the pandemic and would would have worked at like McDonald's or some shit. Yeah. AEW took a chance and I mean they have a fucking champion. Like this is a guy that the fans are always behind. Like he's just he's just a guy in this world of wrestlers. He's the realest one on their roster, I think. Mm-hmm. Like for better or worse. Yeah. I I mean I went back and I watched the uh backstage video of him uh like rallying the wrestlers after Brody's death, mm-hmm. uh, the tribute show. And he's like, you know, we're going to do this every time we go out there. Like just him being that leader to them. And I'm like, Eddie's a fucking real one, man.
0: Um, I watched some of the interviews after, after the, um, after the, the matches. And I, uh, that's one thing I really liked about the content of the classic is that most of these matches after the match, they had like an interview in the back. Oh that yeah. You can look on watch on YouTube. Um, uh, Something that struck me about Eddie Kingston is that he knows the names of like every PA, every camera guy, yeah, every, I saw, every I person behind the camera, and yeah. I thought that I thought that was remarkable. And I, I, I you know, Eddie Kingston's not my favorite wrestler, but I, I, you know, my respect for him went up a little bit
2: after. Yeah, after he that. treats everybody like a fucking human back there. Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean. Because he asked, he was like, are you filming today? And he's like, oh, the other guy's on collision. He's like, I don't know. I don't know who fucking works here. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but he didn't. He was talking to like the camera guy, like mm-hmm. knowing his name and everything. And I thought that was just a really good, like subtle, like character look at just him as a person. Yeah. You know?
0: That's not character work. That's just him. That's, yeah, that's him just him as him. a person.
2: I mean, like his character, like him as. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. just being his authentic
1: self and uh, that resonates a lot with the crowd that's why everybody just gets behind him you know he's a genuine person inside and outside of the ring you know yeah. and, uh, he's had struggles just like everybody else has he's overcome a lot of things that everybody else has mm-hmm. so you know he resonates with everybody because of it and I, I, I have the utmost respect for
2: him man I really do Yeah. you know we are at our final match of the night This is the conclusion of a months-long, year-long storyline of MJF and his beautiful friendship with Adam Cole, and this new menace called the Devil, who we all knew who it was going to be. You knew who it was going to be. I knew who it was going to be. I love this dumb wrestling storytelling thing. Like oh, this is the big twist, and I'm like, yeah, you fucking think, <laughs> like, you like knew, this. And
1: You always knew it was going to be one of them. One of them that was going to betray. It was the either going to be Roddy, or it was, was either gonna going be to be Adam.
2: Regardless, uh, MJF's opening video is so fucking funny. Oh yeah, where he we're, has we're all these like, long, talking to
0: people in Long Island. He has all these Long Red Island Eagle.
2: stereotypes. He has mobsters like about to throw somebody in the river. He has just <laughs> these like Long Island dipshits talking in their car, and then he has this one woman like having to be bleeped out how they fucked in the backseat of the car for. That girl was hilarious. That <laughs> I'm was like, amazing. Fucking goddamn it, dude! They got people to actually say this shit. Um. I did notice, uh, I think it was last time too, MJF's gear I think was the same gear he wore during the Wardlow match where he was squashed. Mm-hmm. So I think he has that Ric Flair thing going on where when he wears a certain color, he's losing. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair do. I think they wear like a color-coded like uh, wrestling gear if they're gonna lose. Yeah. Um, but he comes out looking very Ric Flair. He has like the fucking like robe on and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cole is at ringside, which kind of intrigues me about the devil reveal. Cause I'm like, Oh, is the devil going to like jump both of them? And it's going to be somebody, you know, we didn't expect.
0: Adam Cole got a pretty good pop coming out. Oh, he too, did. As yeah, he, he did. as
2: he hobbled his ass out. We said it in the discord. Uh, so big reveal, Adam Cole's the devil and yeah. somebody, I think it was Udeka in the discord is like, take the boot off. <laughs> take the boot off right now do uh, it Just, but they the didn't Kevin Nash right now. which so what I think I have some thoughts about where this is all going we're um, mm-hmm. going into this match MJF is beat up whether or not it's real or not uh, is up to be determined I mean the man was able to lift Joe on his shoulders and I was do watching all
0: this. Um, yeah I was watching with my buddy uh, Spore, shout out to Spore um, and um, I, I you know Someone has a torn labrum. That's pretty similar to the injury that, um, Cody, that Rhodes. Cody Rhodes had. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to lift some um, mojo. You're not <laughs> lifting some mojo with that. Like, that, that's just even assisted by, the, even assisted by you know, being under him and catching the weight in the fireman's carry. That's not happening. Like, yeah. you're going to give out. So, uh, I think he's actually hurt. I think he's not as hurt as he says he is. He's just playing he, it up. He's going to take time uh, away. That, that doesn't happen when you, when you tear your labrum. Yeah. But yeah, th- like that, that that doesn't happen. Uh, he just like tears his—he, someone with a torn labrum cannot lift up Samoa Joe, uh, under any circumstances. Like that—that's yeah. not a thing.
2: Uh, no, no,
1: that's, a, that's that's a shit ton of pain you go through when you have a torn yeah. red, uh, labrum like that. So, yeah. f-
2: what's happening is they're still playing up whether or not MJF resigned. We know for a fact he probably resigned because you're not going to do this whole reveal with Adam Cole and betraying MJF and still plan to do that. If MJF is leaving. Yeah. I think yeah. MJF is going to be off TV for a little while to recover. In the meantime, on, we'll I think recovered. Adam Cole is going to be playing like the evil mastermind role because I think he is still injured. So he's not going to be wrestling. I think it's just going to a be
1: more
2: Yeah. I think it's just gonna be his henchman now fucking with Joe uh, for the next few months. And then whenever adam cole is ready to come back and wrestle you're probably going to see the return of mjf to start their feud
0: yeah uh, like i my favorite like like you were saying like i i i was just like take the boot off take the boot off do it
2: if he had right. taken the boot off i would you believe even further mjf is just recovering and he's still with AEW. Guys, I, I, popped I would I would see just like two or three off. months down the line MJF just showing back up and jumping Adam Cole like um, now what gets me out of all of this mm-hmm. did they just forget that Wardlow was coming back to beat MJF for the world title did they just need a muscle in the group <laughs> I guess yeah but Cause, cause I, the thing Wardlow's is- a weird addition when you could have had you know, maybe a Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly return, but I think he still might be out of it, too. So,
0: Well, Wardlow specifically said that he, he didn't specifically say he wanted the belt. I think he just said he wanted to beat up MJF.
2: Yeah, so it's just like, I think, cool, I think that's what he was
0: saying the whole time, or wish granted.
2: Yeah, so I he's think one he's one the like devils. the henchman. Now, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we're putting Wardlow back in a, like, henchman role. So,
1: Well, and on top of that, I will say this about the reveal, also. Um, I think that you know this. This the ending of this match felt really anticlimactic with Joe just because it just chokes him Oh yeah, the out. ending of the match came he out order, too because
2: it's just he chokes MJF out and MJF arm drops and the ref's even surprised. Uh, He's like, "That's it." Like, yeah, uh, I
1: think what they should have did is like when MJF was going for the dynamite. Well, he asking Cole for the ring. I think he should have just pulled the devil mask right out then and there. Yeah, and just put it on to show that he was the devil the whole time. That would have
0: been... I think that would have been cool. I think that would have been... I, I like what they ended up doing, though. I like that. I like the, like the, like the fake-out
2: of, like, hey, do I have the ring? Like, It's, it's yeah. the Wardlow thing. It's like, oh, you know, I, I don't have it. But he's like, no, I have it for you, buddy. It was like a weird little, like, callback to the Wardlow yeah. uh, diamond but, ring. But,
1: but I think, like, it would. I think it would have added a lot to the ending of that match that he did that, and then the henchmen attacked NJF and then revealed themselves. I will say tomorrow Joe chokes out MJF. I
0: will say I like this, I like this better because I, I, think, I think you want Joe to win as cleanly as you can. Yes. And knocking him unconscious like that is a really good step in the right direction to make him look dominant. Yeah, um, and so it doesn't I, don't, really, I don't think
2: you need any weird devil stuff. It doesn't really hurt MJF either because, I mean, he's going into this, like, a year of, like, just battle scars going into this match. yeah. Smash. And just being choked out is like okay, that's understandable, you know.
1: Him and Nash Cassidy's this you know, whole title one's kind of parallel each other in some ways, yeah, a
2: little bit. Uh, a little but bit. we do get the visual of MJF on the ground, you know, Cole in his chair, surrounded by his henchmen. It's a great visual to end on. That was a really cool visual. Um, I mean, it's fucking crazy. We, the moment the Devils introduced, we saw the shit coming from a mile away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. And I mean, that's not even like being people who like look at wrestling like behind the scenes. Like it was the most obvious thing. And if there's something that WWE, uh, AEW does, it is clear, concise storytelling. It makes the most maybe, sense for it to be Adam Cole. So it's going to be Adam Cole.
1: So, and maybe they're just going to go with more clean storytelling from um, this year on onward. You know, it would help the company. It would help them out a lot.
2: <laughs> also if you yeah. d- if you still think that aew doesn't really have a lot of stories you're not watching week to week so yeah yeah they have some, in some ways they had too much story i mean but, but you know what somebody mean, pointed out maybe wwe is correct and fans just need to over their head repeatedly yeah <laughs> sometimes what? like
0: i don't think every single storyline needs to be approached the same way is the thing yeah
2: um, it's just it's like people are saying like it doesn't have story, it's like no, it it does, and I'm curious to see where this next chapter of Cole and MJF go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh especially I, if we do get you know Kyle O'Reilly back, does he join you know Adam Cole? Or is it gonna be another like NXT thing where keep, he breaks off?
1: Just keep being the kingdom. We keep getting yeah. another Adam if <laughs> we get another Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole match out of it, that'd be awesome too.
2: Yeah. I just kinda true. I just kinda miss. Kyle, I just miss Kyle O'Reilly. I really do. Yeah, like I just love. He's like a fantastic like comedy seller, and I think he adds a lot to the matches that he's in. I specifically miss Kyle O'Reilly and not
0: Bobby Fish. Yeah, fuck Bobby Fish. <laughs> yeah,
2: even Impact Dang. didn't want <laughs> like, Just tell it, yeah.
1: tell the whole, uh, you tell the whole wrestling community how you really feel about him. I did. <laughs> I just did.
2: But um, uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's for matches. I mean, this isn't their strongest pay-per-view. I will admit that. But, I mean, it's still good. Like, there mm-hmm. were still matches on this card that were fantastic. It's just like that it's first true. half of the show is kind of rough to get through.
1: I, like I said, you know, I, I thought it was just very middle of the road. You know, yes, there were fantastic matches up there. But overall, I mean, there were, <laughs> they were an even amount of highs and lows on this pay-per-view. You know, not the best effort, but it wasn't entirely bad either.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it just definitely feels like, oh, fuck, we just need a year-end kind of thing. And we'll just kind of yeah. throw them together. I don't like AEW's, like, starting to stack the end of the year with a bunch of pay-per-views. I really liked their, like, four-per-year schedule. <laughs> and Now we're getting, like, the last half of the year has, like, so what, six or seven... <laughs> yeah that was that was quite a bit and it's just like my guys these are 50 bucks a pop <laughs> like please please stop Like, just go back to four man like, yeah i
1: just I just, think, I just think these these pay-per-views are kind of diluting the product a little bit a
2: little yeah. bit yeah i wouldn't mind the I, main I four, and then wimbley mm-hmm. but like this december specific one you know like and then Stuff like that. It's like, no, we don't need these, like, event ones that you guys do. We just need the four pay-per-views. So. But, yeah, uh, we're into a new year. Our next episode is going to be the Royal Rumble. So. Woo! One of my favorite pay-per-views. One my, of my favorite favorites. match. And, uh, God, Cody's never going to finish this fucking story.
0: <laughs> I, I, not even talking about that, I am certainly curious as to what Triple H's big announcement is supposed to be on Thursday, Yeah, night that doesn't have any WWE programming on it.
2: Also, uh, it, they did point out uh, after confirmation, it does It, it has nothing. On it, uh, there was a post that came oh. out uh, that they were, they've talked to somebody and WWE is like, to put it plainly, it has nothing to do with any kind of working relationship with TNA. So, it's something else. Which, if I had to guess, is going to probably be either a new pay-per-view <laughs> or they're going to say, like, hey, uh, now we're putting shows on new times or we have a new show or something like that. Mm. Um, but it's going to be a can...
0: fake out they're not working with TNA Oh my god, I Impact. can see
2: them. I can see them putting a fucking show on Saturday night. Just to say, fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't think they should. CM Go Punk there. got in their ear. CM I, Paul, a Saturday I, show. Want, I want a Saturday night they're gonna show. A, <laughs> they're going
0: to book a Saturday show for <laughs> It's going to, it's going to, they're going to, they're going to come out to Saturday nights all right for a fight again.
2: Oh my God. Um Punk's going to have a ban list. So yeah. Uh, next episode is a Royal Rumble. I'm going to do my prediction right now. They're probably going to let fucking Punk win the Royal Rumble. So he can go to Seth Rollins' title, unless they're doing the match straight up at Royal Rumble.
1: If they do the match
2: match straight up, I can see Cody winning. But I'm just like, you've added so many people back into... You guys have like one main title picture right now, because Roman's just never fucking there. And you're putting Punk right into it. So... (laughs) Well, you,
1: you knew it was game. going to. Yeah, I think because now this whole thing with the Rock coming back, you know, and uh, declaring whether or not he wants to sit at the head of the table, um, kind of really throws this in the limbo. I think it,
2: they do this match at the Elimination Chamber, though, because it, it is of Australia. It, I am not. It, it. It does not sit right with me that Rock is going to let himself take a pin in the first show in Australia.
1: Well, yeah, so but it makes I'm sense like, because... what the fuck. Well, you're kind of building the case for Cody also if The Rock does do that because, you know, you beat the guy who's not only held the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship for three years straight, but now he has a big win over one of the most absolute legends in WWE history. So oh. if Cody eventually beats him at WrestleMania 40, you know, it instantly legitimizes him as the top face in the company, and that would make sense to me. But I don't know. We'll see how they work this out.
2: Uh, somebody it'll pointed make sense out, by mania I'm sure somebody pointed out it's like the rock hit one spine buster in people's elbow and looked aghast and we're expecting him to main event of fucking PLE <laughs> like oh yeah he damn sure did too he did two moves and looked like he was fucking out of breath <laughs> like but uh, yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see rumble uh, I will probably be out watching that with friends so that'll be fun but yeah, yeah. rumble rumble is next We're at the uh, the reset point of the year where everything starts to loop back on itself. Yeah. So, but both companies are going through a reset period, so that's interesting. Oh, definitely. And we have, uh, I guess, TNA's hard to kill is the last or is the first show under the rebranded TNA rebrand. Yep. So I think that's next Saturday, right? Yeah. They've also started calling themselves PLE on it, but they've started calling themselves PLE, and I'm just like,
1: hmm. Are we starting to call wrestling pay-per-views premium live events now across the board? As long as I'm paying, as like long it. as
2: I'm paying fifty bucks and not a subscription fee, I'm gonna call them pay-per-views. so am live. It's like that's thing: is a subscription or am I paying out of pocket? But yeah, uh, so that'll be our next episode. Thank you guys for joining me again tonight. Glad to always have you all here, and glad to always talk to the audience here about wrestling. Um. Curious to see where AEW goes. Curious yeah. to see where all these people going back to WWE go, because I think Naomi is also in talks to return also. Yeah. So I'm like, they're just going to start throwing people into into fucking feuds again, and gonna just have to see what happens. So. uh, But yeah, thanks everybody for watching. All the links are in description. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're watching, if you're listening on Spotify or any other audio source um, in the description, there's usually a link to our link tree. Where you can find everything. If you wanna listen to this in your car, find the audio. If you wanna watch the video here, find it on YouTube. And yeah, take care, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Square Triangle. Find us wherever you get your podcasts under the Without Context Podcast. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at WC network.